Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Now to Trey Betty, brought to you by Asher Wrecker Service. 501-562-2293. Family owned and operated since 1980. Asher Wrecker, dependable towing and vehicle recovery service. Ask for Asher. <laughs> Good afternoon, Trey. Hey, guys. Uh, it's just Guy. Um, I had to hey, laugh guy. because... <laughs> <laughs> I had to laugh because uh, we were asked earlier uh, by Bubba from Magnolia, who was going to be the broadcasters for Saturday's game. Mm -hmm. And uh, then we had multiple answers. Well, Chubby, he first, he said Joe Testatore, Greg McElroy, and now he's added on Katie George will be on the ES broadcast team this Saturday. So he said, Chubby says, I checked and I can confirm I am indeed correct. It is Joe Testatore and Greg McElroy. Put a W in the win column. Hashtag Chubby one to nothing. So anyway, <laughs> that's uh, that's what I was chuckling about. Uh, Trey, this is uh, as usual. On Thursdays, it is our Bud Light Little Blue Book. We're up to $311.10. Now, before I give the tiebreaker, um, well, I'll go into it now. Uh, it is the total sacks by the Arkansas defense team, and then who will be the individual leader. And we kind of use that as another tiebreaker. How many will that individual have so, such as drew sanders with three or bumper pool with two and a half or whatever it may be mm -hmm. um and you can do that by way of our asher record service company live theme feedback you can also uh email me randy r at 1037thebuzz.com you go on to the first arkansas bank and trust bus text line um that is 501-661-1037 now, the bus text line, the live feedback, my email, there is a deadline on it, 1159 tonight. Now, is this one of the more difficult games to handicap, Trey? Yeah, because, I mean, Texas A&M's defense is giving up 8.7 points a game and, what, 315 yards on offense. Um I think it's real difficult, mainly because of the matchups are, are weird. When Arkansas's offense is on the field and Texas A&M's defense is on the field, that's a good matchup between, you know, a stout defense and an offense that's producing 500 yards per game. You flip it over the other way, and you got a, you know what's been a pretty porous Arkansas defense and uh, Texas A&M offense that just can't seem to get it going. So it's yeah. it's going to be two very different. Uh, things to watch. Uh, so yeah, I think it's it's a little difficult. I, I don't know what kind of scores you're getting, Randy. I haven't seen a single expert pick. Uh, I'm, I mean, not a single one, and I've poured over a lot of them. I haven't seen a single one of them predict anything outside of the 20s for both teams. It's always something like 28, 24, 20, 23, something like that. Mm -hmm. I haven't seen anybody venture out that. You ready for mine? Yeah, let's do I'm it. I'm going to venture out. So I'm going 31, Arkansas 31, Texas A&M 23. Okay. I just yeah. think that when I look at the matchup, 
Arkansas can throw the ball. Arkansas can run the ball. Arkansas can stop the run. They haven't been able to stop the pass. That's three out of four. And I look at Texas A&M. Texas A&M hasn't been able to run the ball. They haven't been able to throw the ball. Uh, they haven't really done a great job at stopping the run. They're giving up 154 or so yards a game, and you know they've been able to to stop the pass. So that's one out of four. I maybe chalk it up to a draw on special teams. It's a split crowd, also. Uh, so, to me, I just think like, which quarterback would you rather face? Would you rather Would you rather be game planning for KJ Jefferson, mm-hmm. or game planning for Max Johnson? Mm-hmm. I mean, when you break it down like that, it it almost sounds simple, I guess. But uh, this game tends to be wild. I don't, you know, I think Arkansas has gone into this game before where they're the better team and have lost. Um, so, you know, you you would. They've been so bad, it almost feels like the, at some point, you know, the universe will correct itself and, you know, they'll have a, a breakout game or something or, um, you know, just hope it's not against Arkansas. But this is – it's yeah. a rivalry game. Both these fan bases hate each other. Um, that's something that's – it's not maybe great in your personal life to have hate, but it's one of the things that makes college football great is uh, hating your opponent, hating your rival. And uh, these two fan bases absolutely uh, do that. So there's a lot on the line just for bragging rights and, you know, good old-fashioned hate. I think it's nice. I mean, I, I say nice to use the word rival, that you have, you know, someone, as you said, Trey, I mean, it's – for the younger generation, it, it was kind of uh, encouraging. I don't know if that's the, the, the I think correct. it's easy for the younger generation to catch on pretty quickly about hating Texas A&M. Well, well no, I was going to say I was going to say Texas. I was impressed how yeah. quickly the students oh, yeah, they in did. particular. I mean, boy, they were given the upside down horn sign, mm-hmm. you know, from the get go, um, and that's gosh, a rivalry that. Uh, well, it's over 30 yeah. years old now. Well, the, these kids nowadays, these students nowadays, their parents are probably, for the most part, um, you know, just a little bit older than I am. And they, those parents were probably right on the, let's see, probably old enough to appreciate. They were probably, you know, a lot of these parents were probably in college around when uh, Arkansas was exiting the SEC and had played Texas, you know. So I'm sure they passed down some of that to their kids. Yeah. And uh, we all remember when, right? Uh, all right, let's get back to work. And we have got Chris waiting. Chris, good afternoon. You have a question or comment for Trey? I do, and uh, uh, it's it's easy to hate someone that beat you eight years in a row up until last year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Randy, I, I sent my score in Nine at about four oh five. Huh? It was nine years in a row. That's, <laughs> even, that's right. Even more that's reason. right. Yeah. Uh, Randy, I sent my score in um, over text before Savage got us to change the individual amount on the sacks. Okay. Well, why don't we just do so, this, Chris? Let me let me just go ahead and put you down in the book, and that way we won't have to worry about making any okay. other kind of corrections. All right. What is your score first? 27-21 hog, five team sacks. Two by Landon Jackson. Jackson, two. Okay. You've gotten back-to-back uh, endorsements. Lewis said Landon Jackson with two. Now you're saying Landon Jackson with two, Chris. So well, I good. was hoping I would I would beat him, but he, he beat me in first. Uh, Trey, my question is, 
uh, for the first part of the week, I think we may have touched on Malik Hornsby a couple of times, but you commented yesterday that uh, he didn't see much action because of the close score and we were playing from behind. We shouldn't take that to mean that they don't trust him in a close game, do we? I hope not because I trust him. I think that he should be out there. In fact, I asked Coach Pittman about him yesterday if that was something that they still feel like they're going to use moving forward. And, you know, I think there will just be games where, you know, this is a package we see a lot or this is a package, you know, we just barely see. I just think it's, you know, kind of on matchups or what they see or what, you know, you don't want to run all your best plays, I guess. So uh, I would like to see him personally more out there. I've said before I think that he could really help them. Uh, especially when they're trying to milk a game away in terms of being able to get to the edge or the fear of him getting to the edge. I think it'll soften up the middle a little bit. So, and, and just in general, I mean, get him to the edge. By the way, Randy, I didn't I didn't do my sack yeah. on the tiebreaker. No, you didn't. Okay. So, can I go four sacks? Can I go Drew Sanders with one? Okay. I just feel like it's going to be spread out. Do I have to pick two? No. No. <laughs> You just hope that. Uh, I mean, if he gets one, then and everybody and nobody else gets more than one, I feel like that's a that's a pretty good way to go. I'm trying to finagle the uh, the tiebreaker lately. Know, if you, you if you haven't noticed, you're always trying to finagle my yeah. tiebreaker. Trying to get trying to get an edge any way I can. I'm trying I like to, Kevin Kelly. I always I always think of you, <laughs> even when you text me, um, uh, about what was the tiebreaker. I'm thinking, what angle is Trey <laughs> trying to work from? Why does he want to know it that quickly in advance? So That's uh, right. I was kind of prepared for you. You got me figured out. (laughs) Chris, thank you. Hey. The dog is kind of getting upset there. Uh, Mike says, what happens if if no player has multiple sacks for the tiebreaker? Well, it doesn't. I think you Uh, could go a zero. Yeah. I mean, if if there are zero Mm -hmm. sacks and – or if there's four sacks and no one is named, then uh, that becomes the uh, the tiebreaker itself. Um, Savage wants to know from our Asher Record Service Company live feedback. Now, let's just let's let's play this scenario out. Let's just say that uh, Trey did correctly pick the final score, 31-23, and let's just say that someone else picked 31-23. And both of them had four sacks. Both of them had uh, Sanders with one. What happens then? We put the names in a hat, and someone's lucky or unlucky with the draw. So yeah. I think I would be unlucky since apparently I'm not eligible to win. So <laughs> you're, you're unlucky right <laughs> off the bat. Yeah, yeah, yeah correct. <laughs> uh, let's check in with uh, DK. DK, good afternoon. Welcome to Drive Time Sports. Good evening, gentlemen. Hope all is well. Hey, what's Trying up, buddy? I'm oh, blessed. Thank you, Lord. I'm trying to get in that little blue book. Let's do it, DK. Uh, Arkansas 41, Texas A&M 17, five total team sacks, and I say two and a two for uh, Jordan and Drew. Now, uh, Trey. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Who's, this, who's got the two each? Jordan, Jordan Dominic, and Drew, Drew Sunday. Oh, Jordan and Drew. I'm sorry. Oh, Dominic. Uh, now, Trey. Trey, can you help me get this? This, this understanding I'm trying to get. I okay. keep hearing folks talking about our our past defense. You know, folks do get behind, and they saying we won 31 out of 131 in past defense. Now, I'm looking at some teams in the top 20: Cincy, 
Vitek, Arizona, New Mexico, they two and one. Temple, they one and two. Colorado, they 0 and three. All these teams in the top 20 in pass defense. Yeah. We three and 0. So help me get some, some understanding on that one. And then, uh, LSU quarterback, Max Johnson, he was with LSU last year. I mean, he led Arkansas, I think, for like 300. So do you think Texas A&M got a better line? Uh, LSU got a better line. Have a good day. Thank you, DK. Well, probably similar on recruiting rankings and stuff. Um, I'd say Texas A&M's offensive line is a little younger. You know, they only have 48 combined starts. It's a tough one, but I would say, hmm, I don't know. <laughs> That's a real tough one. Uh, I can't. I do feel like I can answer the pass defense deal better, and I think he makes a great point. Um, and, you know, the coverage has gotten really criticized for Arkansas's pass defense, but really, I mean, my coverage may be an issue on some plays. You're going to give up plays. Tackling is has been a bigger issue to me. I mean, mm-hmm. Sam Pittman said it himself. They gave up over 200 yards after contact. Well, how many rushing yards did Arkansas give up last weekend? 54? Yeah, 54 rushing yards. So they didn't give up 200 yards after contact on rushing plays. They were giving up most of that on pass plays, you know, screens and short stuff. So that's been as big a problem as, as the coverage has been. Um, I've always said, if you show me a defense that's really strong against the pass, if it's not coupled with being strong against the run also, it means nothing to me. It means nothing. That just means teams are running on you because they can. Um, and Arkansas has been strong against the run. Now, obviously, that's a, a big number. You don't want to see 352 passing yards surrender. That, that indicates that there is a problem. However, if you ask me to pick, would I rather be strong against the run or against the pass, I would hands down tell you the run. Yeah, that's controlling the line of scrimmage there. Yep. Uh, Let's see. From our Asher Record Service Company live feed feedback, Savage says, Trey, who has the most balanced attack in the SEC? It's Arkansas, if you didn't know. L-O-L. Yeah, like I said, they can run, they can pass. I mean, they have 500 yards of offense average, um, second in the SEC in rushing, and what are they, sixth in passing, I think, like 257 a game, something like that. Um, and, and up there in efficiency, too, I think even higher in efficiency. That's that's the number that, that you know, the passing yardage obviously it means a lot, but um, the efficiency – quarterback efficiency rating will tell a bigger story than passing yardage to me. I mean, that also includes passing yardage in the formula. And K.J. has been extremely efficient. I mean, think about how efficient he was against South Carolina. And then think about how well he threw the deep ball against Missouri State. I mean, he puts a couple things together. He could be – he could – I mean, he could put up something really good. Now, Texas A&M's got good D-backs. That's – there's no question. But that's that's why I think it's such an interesting – I don't, first of all, I don't think Texas A&M has faced anything like Arkansas right now, you know. And as I, as I said, I'll say again, what would you feel like if you were preparing to play Texas A&M with what they have and K.J. Jefferson as the quarterback? Jimbo that a even lot scarier. says that. Jimbo yeah. even says that. He believes K.J. is a very special quarterback, one of the best in the business, as he said. Uh, this from Hog Call. Um, if they don't start using Hornsby more, I'm afraid he will leave. What does Trey think? Well, 
I mean, if KJ keeps playing the way he is, then he may leave, <laughs> you yeah. know. So um, I, I don't know if you'd see him leave if there was a starting quarterback uh, position up for grabs for real. So, um, no, I don't, I don't think that that's – I think it's going to work itself out. I'll say that. Um, yeah, it'll work itself out. I think the biggest thing for Kate, I mean, for Malik Hornsby would have to be how heavily do you, or, or what is his belief that KJ will head to the pros next year, which is going to open up that QB position. So if KJ keeps playing the way he is, he's probably going to go. I mean, the way he, he talked at bowl practices was, yeah, um, I didn't consider going pro. I feel like I need another year. That's what he said. Mm-hmm. I feel like I need another year. Not I need another two years. <laughs> <laughs> Just next year. Let's talk to uh, Robbie. Robbie, good afternoon. You have a question or comment for Trey? I do, and I need to make sure you've got my little big, little big book pick or whatever. But anyway, Trey. Uh, whoa, whoa. How did you send it to me? Did you send it to me by way I, of? I sent it by text. Okay. All right, buzz text line. All right, well, go ahead and give it to me just for just to be safe. All right, I'm going to be a little optimistic here like Trey Biddy, and I'm going to go 42-28 Arkansas. Okay. Total number of team sacks. I'm going to say buffer pool with seven. Oh, wow. All right, how many, about the, how many for the team? Uh, I don't know, not many. But anyway, I, I, as far as facts, uh, I think Drew Sanders, I'm going to go with him with three. Holy smokes. Okay, Sanders. I think, it's gonna be an, I think you're going to see an all-around defense this week. Sanders three, team seven, correct? Yes. Okay, 42-28. All right, your question for Trey. Trey, as far as the offensive line of Arkansas, I mean, let me see if I want to word this right. Offensive line of Arkansas and the defensive line yeah. of A&M, what, what comparison is there? Is there more like uh, better for the Hawks or less for the Hawks as far as the running game? And I'll Does have it... ready enough yet. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate you. Texas A&M's given up quite a bit of rushing yards. They gave up 175 to Miami, 4.9 yards a carry. And uh, but Miami just couldn't get it in the end zone. Had a ton of first downs. I mean, you look at a lot of the numbers, they outgained them. I mean, a lot of the numbers say that uh, that Miami should have won the game, and they didn't. Um, they, you know, obviously struggled passing the ball. They had a, you know, that Tyler Van Dyke guy is like projected NFL quarterback, by the way. Um, you know, projected draft, draft pick, and he didn't, he didn't play very well. Uh, so you've got uh, – the four guys for them on the line, including uh, the edge, Fidel Diggs, each of those guys were ranked, let's see, the, the, the three bigger guys, first of all, were all ranked among the top, like, 60 players in the country, either in 2021 or 2022. Diggs is still, um, he's still a four-star. He's like 150 overall. So they are all very, very, very highly recruited. They're all from the class of 2021 or 2020. This is a big group of guys. They're just – they're a little young. And you flip it over against, you know, who they're facing, and it's – I mean, guys that 
let's be frank, they were not high, as highly recruited as what Texas A&M has on the defensive line. You know, Ricky Stromberg was – I don't think Ricky was even a consensus four-star, a composite four-star. He was a uh, – he was on, I think, ESPN and 24-7 because they saw him in person. Um, Dalton Wagner was a four-star on one service but not on the others. You know, so not as highly regarded as recruits, but – I mean, we all know there's four guys on this team who are, you know, two guys who are entering their, I guess they're in their third year starting, and two other guys are in their fourth year starting. And the other guy, Luke Jones, is in his first year starting. He's also a senior, you know. Um, he's been around the block for a while so and has played. So that's kind of the, the, you know, the most interesting dynamic, I think, is, you know, they're highly recruited, young defensive line, and Arkansas's, you know, more developed, uh, older defensive line. It's a good matchup. Wow, Drake, the day went quickly. All right, that is Drake Beatty of HogSports.com. Be brought to you by Asher Wrecker Service Company.